Welcome to Life and Transition Experts Podcast, a community of professionals, entrepreneurs, and service providers committed to growing their business by serving others through life's biggest challenges, including probate, estate planning, and small business growth. Join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group and YouTube channel for free resources, tips, and strategies to help let your light shine. Hosted by Courtney Rollins, the Durham, North Carolina probate expert. All right, let's dive headfirst into this episode. Hey, hey, everyone, it's Courtney Rollins, the Life and Transitions Expert Podcast uh, host here, excited to have a conversation with an amazing attorney out of the Triangle, North Carolina, that's Durham, Raleigh, and the RDU area of uh, North Carolina. So excited to have Nicole. I had to have wanted to chat with you a couple of times since our uh, first conversation, and just wanted to say hello to you, and how are you doing? I'm doing well, Courtney. How are you? Oh, I am great, great. I know your time is very, very uh, valuable, and I want to be respectful of it. So I really just want to jump right in. So you, uh, can you tell the folks uh, you're an estate planning attorney, but what uh, what else do you encompass as far as uh, the work that you do? And then the big question: How did you make it to that that place that you're uh, that you're focusing on in, in, in law? So I've been practicing law for 20 years. Um, and uh, a large part of my practice has always been business, estates, and litigation. It's an interesting mix, but I think it makes for a really good attorney because obviously when you're creating documents, you really want, or clients really want, a real life perspective on what those documents mean. And so certainly having the litigation component allows for me to explain to clients what these documents mean and how we want them to work and what happens when they don't work. And so um, that's essentially what I do. Large part of my practice right now is obviously working with business clients and estate planning. And that includes anything from drafting your estate planning documents to doing administration and probate work. Oh, I got you. And, and how did you, did you, as a child, want to become uh, an estate planning attorney or a person to work with businesses and, and doing litigation in the court and making sure things were T's were crossed and I's were dotted? Such a great question. So I, I'm from the Cosby kid uh, uh, generation. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know, you know, there's been a lot of criticism of Bill Cosby. We won't go there, but you know, on the good side, there were so many African-Americans who became lawyers and doctors um, as a result of that show. And I'm one of them. I wanted to be Claire Huxtable. And so Claire Huxtable, if you remember, she was a corporate attorney that knew how to litigate. And so at seven years old, I was modeling myself after Claire Huxtable. Wow, there were some amazing images on that show. I, you wanted to be Claire Huxtable. I wanted to be with Claire Huxtable. I got over there. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. That is amazing. So when you think about, because much of, much of the conversation I have on the podcast is about uh, probate, even helping people avoid probate. And, and, be, and through that, I, I try to push people towards folks like you who uh, deal with estate planning. Can you just give like a brief overview? What does estate planning mean? Um, yeah, what is it? What is that? What does that encompass? 
in like a 10,000 foot, I guess, uh, level? Yeah, so estate planning is not usually a topic people want to discuss and they want to stay away from it and something they only want to cross either when they feel like they're really old or, you know, they really need it. But unfortunately, we know that we're all going to pass away at some point. Uh, we're all going to get ill. Um, and, you know, and, and so knowing that day is coming, what essentially estate planning does is it allows for you to prepare. And if that preparation is not necessarily for you, it's for your family, whether you have children, whether you have parents, whether you have a spouse, whether you have, uh, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, whoever it is, right. what you want is your voice to be heard when you can no longer speak it yourself through disability and incapacity, or when you're no longer here. And estate planning essentially allows for us to take care of our families after we're no longer able to speak for ourselves or we're no longer here. And it allows for us to make sure that their lives are not thrown into chaos. We know people are gonna be grieving. And when someone takes the time to do their estate planning the right way, meaning they draft their estate planning documents, they move their assets into a proper trust mm. to avoid you know, some of the probate mm. and administration process, if not altogether, it really makes for an easier process for either your children, your mother, your spouse, or whoever it is that you leave behind. Oh, man, that message just needs to get out there even more. So I think it's it seems to me as I as I've become more and more immersed in this space that it's actually pretty empowering when you can really think about legacy and you know the buzzwords generational wealth that we all are talking about which I'm so excited about the part of history that we're in and seeing so many people who have the tools and the knowledge and the ability to go out there and, and make changes and change the trajectory of their family but generational wealth is estate planning and for me to be able to at least have some conversation, particularly when it comes to like instruments like trust. It's, it's so exciting. Um, but could you could you share with us what are like two or three or four, or what are like the documents that are needed? I suppose I guess documents may be the wrong way of saying it. And again, I know you're an attorney, but you're not giving legal advice or financial advice, and neither am I at all. But uh, as far as is just as you would just share, what have you seen of the common like documents that are if I'm saying the right uh, term, needed to like make sure you have like you know your things in place, your your foundation set, so you can sleep at night knowing that things are are taken care of. Your generational wealth is not going to be eroded. That's a great question, Courtney. I mean, really, the documents are simple. We all have heard about a last will and testament. Someone yeah. has a will, um, and sometimes that's all that people know about, and that's where they stop. But Unfortunately, when you're in a state like the state of North Carolina, where really every estate will go through the administration and probate um, court or process, there are documents out there like a trust, and there's various types of trusts that you can move your assets into either during life, or you can ensure that they get poured into a trust after death. And those are the documents that will allow for someone to avoid or have their, their family and their loved ones avoid this administration appropriate process uh, to the fullest extent. Mm -hmm. Those are also the documents that will allow people to create what you have termed as generational wealth, mm -hmm. meaning setting aside money in a trust account to ensure that not only your children, 
but your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren really have a head start in life. And a lot of people are doing it. A lot of people have done it. When you think about and maybe read about even the Rockefeller. I was yeah, I just finished reading the book. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The Rockefeller. What what would the Rockefellers do? Yeah. I just wrote it in. Generational wealth through use of yeah. trust. And so those are the documents that are really important if that's the focus, and it should be the focus. Because like I said, the administration and probate process is an extremely difficult process. It's difficult for lawyers to do it every day. And it's certainly different, very difficult for lay people to handle. And so knowing that really every estate, unless it's under a certain threshold, which is really around $20,000. And to be quite frank, most estates are $20,000 and then, or, or greater than $20,000. A car could really put you right. over that threshold. Wow. And so um, it's important that if you're considering generational wealth or just really wanting to ease the process for your family um, at the time of death that you consider a trust. And there, like I said, there's a wealth of different types of trusts. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the issues of talking about or providing for children who might have special needs, mm-hmm. um, you know, those types of things. So really speaking to an experienced attorney who's been doing estate planning for a while is important. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. The more I hear and learn about the different type of trust and some of the general threads, it's just so ex- it, it is exciting. It's, it's funny you mentioned Rockefeller. That's, as, I, uh, as I said, I was just finished reading the book, What Would the Rockefellers Do? And it's promoting wholesale life insurance, but also utilizing a trust. And one of the things I'm excited about is utilizing it to almost put your family philosophy that's still that's durable, but also malleable for you know generations to come. So I might be able to set up a trust. And if I use the right legal instruments along with financial tools, where I'm protecting the trust through proper estate planning for anyone who comes to my life, but I can also say, hey, someone can take out a loan against this uh, these funds in this trust based on these stipulations, if they're going small business or if they're getting education or something. And that's super exciting. And the part about uh, the, uh, one of the gentlemen in the book is writing his, like like I said, his philosophy. So I've started writing out my Rollins manifestos and my thoughts and my things. And hopefully it won't uh, put us, I, I won't, I'll write it in such a way where it gives some flexibility for people to come. But it's good. If it's so exciting, uh, Nicole, to be able to, to think about leaving that legacy again. So the work you're doing, I think it's, it needs to be championed and heralded more. How do people hear about you mostly? Um, so certainly uh, if they reach out to the law firm, you know, if they Google, they'll find us. Um, we're local in Durham, North Carolina. We work throughout the state of North Carolina. Um, we also have offices in Maryland. And so um, we're easy to, to find. Um, and uh, we also are offering, because of the importance of what we've been discussing here, Courtney, and really trying to get the word out to people mm-hmm. who are afraid to approach the subject or just keep putting it off. Um, there's so many important reasons why you want, want to do your estate planning. And we want to get the word out, whether you're young, you're old, you're healthy, you're ill. We want to get the word out um, to people that there's so many reasons to do your estate planning, especially when you're young, especially when you're in good health. You Mm -hmm. wanna protect for your children. You wanna name your guardians for your children. 
you want to make sure you name the guardians for maybe dependents, parents, um, because obviously, like I said earlier, we know people are leaving this 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 earth way too soon sometimes. And one of the things that we didn't talk about, and I'll come back to you know uh, what I was going to say a minute ago, but um, we always think about estate planning being for the time of death, but mm -hmm. our firm, like most law firms, prepare documents for incapacity, like we have to think that we might fall ill and we cannot handle our financial affairs or make medical decisions for ourselves. And so preparing a durable power of attorney, preparing your medical directives, your healthcare power of attorney, those are all documents that go into the estate planning process. And so we really wanna get the word out. We wanna share the information, we wanna educate people. So we are offering a, uh, a free event, a workshop or weekly webinar where we are sharing this information. We're doing this virtually. So if people are still very COVID safe and practicing COVID uh, distancing or just for time efficiency, you can log in to the webinar, ask questions, um, get your questions answered uh, by our attorney and uh, you know essentially me, uh, but there may be other guest attorneys that appear as well. And, um, and just really make sure people are educated and informed as opposed to scared and uninformed. And we're gonna put a link in the show notes or, and you have, um, we'll place that right in the show notes. That is so exciting. I, I know when we were talking about it earlier, I, I just get so excited about it again because I, I wanna, because you just mentioned one, two, three, I think maybe four more uh, like documents that really help people sleep well at night. And what you're doing is just like, it seems like lately there's been some great work around mental health awareness and destigmatizing that. It seems like the work that you're doing to provide this weekly seminar to folks, they get free. I mean, attorneys aren't necessarily cheap because you guys are valuable, you know what I'm saying, really. But to get free uh, access to this type of conversation, I hope it does the same. I feel like what you're doing is going to do the same thing for uh, what's happening in the mental health space. Yeah, people think about your state plan. You know you're going to, there's one thing that you're going to do. I mean, come on. So why not prepare um, for that? And it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate it. So let me just say them again, and please correct me. I, I heard a last will and testament is, is something people need. Depending on the type of assets, some type of trust and speaking to someone like you or someone who's uh, an estate planning attorney can help them get the right type of trust if they have assets put in there. I already say durable power of attorney. Yes, for but your also, but also a medical power of attorney or medical and medical directives state what you want done in your space. Is that the same as a living will? Those type of it oh, is okay. That's right. Your advanced medical directives, also known as a living will. Okay, and so HIPAA. That's just the. Is that just the? Is that the act that protects or discusses how privacy and healthcare needs to be directed, or is that another document as well? No, well, just, that's a great cool. question. We, we, in our state planning process and the documents that we typically prepare for clients, we will prepare a HIPAA authorization. Okay. And the reason that's important is because if someone's ill or yeah. even at the time of passing, there may be medical information that the personal representative or the executor needs. And that HIPAA authorization is the document that will allow a medical facility to be able to disclose that medical information. And so, um, you know, we talk to a lot of parents who have older children who are going off to college 
that child may be under the age of 18 or even more important, they may age out and be over the age of 18. And sometimes parents still need to sort of make sure their child is doing okay or if that child while away were to get sick or ill or need to go into a you know, emergency room or be admitted and that parent is in another state, they don't have a HIPAA authorization. That child is over the age of 18 they are not getting disclosure of that information. So it's, there's a lot of uh, reasons, you know, that people should talk to a licensed attorney to make sure that they have the information that they need um, for their various circumstances. Um, one thing I wanted to mention to you, and a lot of people don't know this, they think that a trust is only for people who have a lot of assets, um, you know, and it's not... That's not the case. Really, what a lot of estate planning attorneys, especially in a state like North Carolina, where the estate, uh, you know, most states will go through the administration and probate process, mm -hmm. the a revocable living trust is the document that will allow for people to uh, potentially avoid some of that administration and probate process. Now, the revocable living trust may not be the only type of trust you want to set up, or you know there are various types, but that's one of the documents that we often talk with clients about to see if it fits their specific circumstance. You know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm down in the court all the time, and I'm talking to the folks who are going through the process, and I'm seeing folks who have uh, insurance, million-dollar insurance, or you know, $300, $400 property values, and each time they go in for the inventory of the filing, they're being charged a percentage of that estate and it's eroding away or there's claims, there's debts that has to be, you know, oh, oh, that's owed that eats up the inheritance or and all. And, and it, it where someone has an estate that's large, it gets shrunk down. What, are, well, one first question is, are those some of the like fees or, or costs besides just the cost of, yeah, well, let me ask you that. Are those just, are some of the fees that you see that makes probate so cost prohibitive or so cost, you know, costly, I should say? Well, yeah, I mean, anytime that a family or a person has to hire an attorney, I mean, you've got legal expenses, you've got fees. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it, but it's sort of one of those things, either pay me now or pay me later. Mm. Um, if folks get their estate planning done and they get it done right, um, and they move their assets um, where they need to go and they, they set up trust, they will avoid really needing to hire an attorney to administer and probate that estate. They will also avoid a lot of those fees that you just mentioned or the possibility that their assets um, will escheat to the state as opposed to going to the heirs that they truly want to receive those assets. So, I, we could be here really all day mm. talking about the benefits of doing your estate planning. But I think the one thing that I will say is there's so many benefits to doing your estate planning that it's one thing you can check off your list, put it away, and not have to really worry about it until a major event happens in your life. And so I just would encourage, again, folks to get informed, ask your questions, don't run from it, ask your questions, and really prepare. And if you're prepared, then that's the situation where you avoid having to 
worry about fees and expenses and, and paying, you know, for attorneys and, you know, you just avoid all of that. Oh, I, that's, I guess every, uh, maybe unfair question to ask is the cost someone can expect to pay because I assume every estate is different, but I have to ask if somebody may be thinking that, what can someone expect? Because people can think about how expensive it is, but it's so far off. And I hope some people aren't thinking that, hey, at least I'll be going, they'll have to deal with it. I hope there are people out there. I mean, I like that, but someone's going to pay. And I just want to like help people see the difference between paying now in a way that you dictate as opposed to paying later. So is that a fair question? How much can you expect? It's an awesome question um, because it really gets down to the heart of it. And people want to know, I mean, what's this going to cost me? So the short, the short answer to that is, I think a robust um, estate plan average in North Carolina will probably call, and this will be inclusive of a trust, for example, a revocable living trust would be around $3,500 to $4,000. Mm -hmm. That's probably an average cost. Whereas to hire an, an attorney to administer and probate an estate, I mean, I, my understanding and certainly what we charge is upwards of $5,000 minimally mm -hmm. um, to do that. And so you really save money um, and just know that depending on what assets and what all has to go into the administration and probate process, 5,000 is really the starting point. Right, and you certainly yeah, could yeah. see way more than that, you know, wow. you know, sometimes 10%, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's expensive. And so I think the cost of around $3,500, $4,000 to get your documents in order. And one of the things that, you know, we didn't talk about is estate planning provides asset protection, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know necessarily some, some type of estate planning. And, and again, this is why your specific circumstance and talking to a seasoned professional is important because sometimes you can protect assets um, from various creditors. We don't know what's coming down the pike. You know, we know that folks are very litigious and we know that things happen. And we know that you know, there's various circumstances where you might wanna protect certain assets so that your children or your future heirs will inherit and you don't have to worry about those being encumbered um, because of a mistake or because of something else. And so asset protection is a huge part of estate planning. Um, Business owners have numerous reasons for needing to do their estate planning um, and getting their documents in order. But the, the, the real cost, I would say, is a few thousand dollars um, versus several thousands of dollars if you have to hire an attorney. One other point I wanted to make, just to piggyback on what you asked about the life insurance, a lot of people think too, well, you know, I have life insurance. I'll just leave a bunch of life insurance for my relatives and they can figure it out. Well, really what's going to happen is they're going to fight about it is number one. We know money brings lots of fights. Um, but also, you know, if you were to have a significant life insurance policy, do you simply want to leave all of that money outright for someone to possibly mismanage, mm -hmm. mishandle, you know? And then do you want that person who is inheriting that money to be taxed, you know, it's, there's just so many different reasons it's important mm. for people to consider, again, getting the knowledge for their specific circumstance and trying to save some costs and avoid 
you know, headaches for their family in the long run. So you made me think of just two really quick things is that uh, even from what I'm understanding, the cost of hiring an attorney for probate well, one, you, uh, well, you, you don't necessarily in North Carolina have to hire an attorney, but there's, there's still the expenses on the estate. So you're still going to probably pay, depending on the size of the estate, north of that 5000 So it, And well, what I hear you saying, it seems like I, I hear some people say, well, I don't necessarily need a trust because I'm going to use joint survivorship documents in my bank or my insurance, my notes. But that's such a great point. Do you really want, you know, God forbid something happened to you, but do you really want your 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 18, well, 18-year-old, I guess, be able to have the funds at that at that time um i guess when they get well to and that's a good point Courtney. because if they're minors they can't inherit that oh, money right. directly themselves <laughs> anyway and so that brings up a whole nother set of issues right. of who's going to actually have their hands on that money and what are they going to do with it it's a beautiful and thing you don't want to know some of the stories i could share yeah. with you about what happens in those circumstances oh my goodness so was go speak to someone about put about trust the will is a great way to start but it's not the only thing it's, it's not the end end all and i know this is really personal for me and i it should be personal for everyone because we're all <laughs> living in in and all but uh i know i look forward to even speaking to you with, with my family my my father uh has been for the last six months in and out of the emergency room in er and and you know it becomes really come close to home like that this is really important i've heard some ter terrible stories about elderly or seniors going into the hospital and then when they come out for some reason maybe there's some sign of incoherency they're not allowed to go home and because we don't have the proper documents or things in place we're not they weren't people may not be able to you know be with their loved ones like they want so i appreciate the, the work and the service that you're doing and Folks, check out the link, check out the webinar. It's going to be awesome. And think about sitting down with your estate uh, planning attorney, Nicole Hatcher. Can I ask you, though, what would be would you consider one of like the greatest lessons, I guess, you've learned so far, I guess, even in the field you're in or just uh, just in general as you, you know, do your work? I'm sorry, what was that question? So what do you think? What would you think is one of the best, biggest lessons about that you've learned about why it's so important to have an estate plan or you know, speaking to an attorney about an estate plan? Well, like you, I too have a personal situation. You know, I lost my husband about two and a half years ago. And so, you know, all of this came home for me personally, uh, very young, uh, very healthy, and you know, gone way too young. Um, so, you know, I don't speak just from the books, I speak from personal knowledge as well, preparing early and making sure you're adequately prepared with your estate planning is largely important because when death and sickness, sickness and death come, you know, there's no stopping it. So. Wow. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry again to, to hear that. And I appreciate, and so I definitely can see how you're, you know, speaking from, like you said, the heart and from the from experience. Um, so thank you very much. And how can people, again, I know people can check out the webinar, but how can people like find if they want to just speak directly to you or or not directly to you, but, you know, get in contact with your, your office? Yeah, so our web address is www.hatcherlegal.com. And my email address is simply nhatcher at hatcherlegal.com. Well, thank you very much. And... 
I look forward to continue to talk to you and work with you and all the awesome work that you do. And thank you for letting me have a conversation with you uh, and share it with everyone out here. Courtney, you're amazing. And the work oh. you're doing is extraordinary. So you should be very proud. Oh, Amen. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to tell my mama. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Let me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Life and Transition Experts podcast. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Also, remember to join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group to help us continue to grow and reach others. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.